0: sportsgrid.com Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24/7 Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks and more. Get on the grid. sportsgrid.com
1: Got a little news for you. Uh, it's the news update talk. on Make
2: It Rain. for a documentary.
0: Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Yeah, I hope uh, the Rockets aren't hurting too bad by that uh no reprimanding for uh, for the Rockets because they just got. Daryl Morey's
2: not going to tweet about it. I'll yeah, exactly.
0: That. And also, uh, Belisa, bah- I think his name was for the Kings, just ended it in a, a buzzer beater last night. So uh, the did Rockets- you see
2: the Sacramento Kings Twitter feed?
0: Oh man, they were they were having the a field Sacramento
2: Kings Twitter feed immediately after the game yep. was wrote, "Hey Houston, protest that," <laughs> <laughs> Bro, which, which I, I thought. thought was good stuff.
0: Let's hope this doesn't linger was for the Rockets. Stuff, yeah. yeah, it's oh, always good to see that. Yeah. It's going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll probably linger a little bit, but hopefully yep, we're not no too long. Uh, we yep. want to see the Rockets get back and hopefully play some defense. Uh, but we'll we'll get into that a little later. Guys, Monday Night Football last night, Eli Manning returns against the Eagles, but the Eagles had something to say about it. They took down the Giants 23-17 to in overtime. Uh, they were down 17-3. to in the third quarter, but Carson Wentz brought them back, guys. 33 of 50 passing, 200, uh, 325 yards, two touchdowns. Boston Scott led the way on the ground. 10 rushes for 59 yards and a score. But Zach Ertz, man, he is right. all reliable for Carson Wentz. <laughs> did you need him in your fantasy lineup, uh, Dane? Did you have a I, share of Wentz?
2: I was went down 27 to Jen Ryan of the football diehards, okay? And I had Barkley and Wentz. And wow. as you know, first half, this did not go well. Going no, into it the did quarter. Going into the fourth quarter, I was down by 10 still, okay? I'm like, uh-oh, I need a passing touchdown and overtime. Going into overtime, <laughs> Fasano, in a league where it was four-point passing touchdown, wow. down by 4.5, going into overtime. Unbelievable. They're there, like, in goal. I'm yelling at my fiancé. I'm like, oh, we need to throw it in. We need <laughs> to throw it in. I'll chat. You can see I, uh, I won by a point. Wow. A point.
0: That's, that's a margin on. of victory right there.
2: I have four semifinals, including our pit of misery league. Joe, I got to represent for our show. I got <laughs> past the younger Cardano. I'm representing from Make It Rain, one of the final four in our pit of misery league.
0: Yep, yep, exactly. Zach Ertz finishing with 91 yards and nine catches, two touchdowns. Good for you, Dink. Congratulations on that game of inches. League. Game with of semifinals,
2: inches. I- Let's go. Let's go, baby.
0: Semifinals. This playoffs in the fantasy world is not done yet. Before the Giants, guys, Eli Manning, 203 yards, two touchdowns. Not a bad return for him. Saquon Barkley finishes with 66 yards on the ground. And Darius Slayton, man, what a day. Five catches, 154 yards and two touchdowns, both coming from the future Hall of Fame, potential future Hall of Famer in Eli Manning. Guys, next week, Eagles control their own destiny. They're still in second place, but they take on the Redskins at on the road in Washington. Next week, Giants host the Dolphins for Week 15. Sticking with the NFL, you guys might get a kick out of this. You already probably mentioned it. The Patriots production crew was caught filming the sideline yet again. New England acknowledges that their crew inappropriately filmed the field and the sideline during the Browns-Bengals matchup. They weren't even in the game. The Patriots weren't even involved in this game, and they were filming the Bengals and the Browns in Cleveland. Yeah,
2: Cincinnati. they were
0: to <laughs> and that's Exactly. That, that adds to the story. So the crew was credentialed by Cleveland to film a Patriots web series called Do Your Job, but didn't tell the NFL or Cincinnati. They just told the Browns. Because their job was
2: to cheat, and they were doing they their were job. They
0: were doing their job. They called it an unintended oversight. Yeah, good job, New England, on oversighting uh, the home team in Cleveland. Uh, production crew is not a part of New England's football operation. That's another thing. It was an independently contracted team. Oh, of course. That was that wasn't part of the original football operations all throughout the season. Of course they were. So the NFL is investigating the video and how uh, they, they went about it. And as you mentioned, the Patriots visit the Bengals this week. Do I hear trap game? Guys, do I, do I hear trap game all over this? Or are we just, you know, we're blowing this out of proportion? Is,
2: I mean, you, I know. I, who knows?
0: Patriots who knows? Are vulnerable. I
2: wanna, it, it's definitely possible. You know, we've done shows uh, with Marshall Falk here on this network, and he has some stories to tell about that Super Bowl, <sighs> about that Super Bowl loss. Uh, he has some very specific plays that he says, we installed. We installed for the first time, like two days before the Super Bowl, <sighs> and they knew the calls, you know what I mean? So it's interesting to hear Marshall Falk Man. tell it, but, um, you know,
0: it's the Patriots. You are
2: who we thought, like to quote Denny Green, they are who we thought they were. Yep. They're cheats.
0: They are who they thought they were. The New England Cheatriots, whatever you want to call them. Put a little fun on that. All right, guys, let's switch to MLB. Steven Strasburg and the Washington Natural- Nationals have reached an agreement on a seven-year, $245 million deal, the largest for a pitcher, surpassing David Price's 217 million dollar deal he became the first pitcher in MLB history to win five games in a single postseason without a loss and he became the first number one overall pick to win the World Series MVP, I think this is well deserved for Steven Strasburg. He's dealing with so many injuries over his career, and to bounce back like this and get a giant deal, but yes. this uh, this may need something for Garrett Cole and the Yankees. They may have to up it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a 300 mil deal. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Uh, I'm more
2: worried about years. Give it whatever money you got. I'm worried about years.
0: Yep, exactly. Worry about the years there for Garrett Cole. All right, I digress. You got a full slate of NBA games. You got a full set of college basketball games. Gonna send it back to the crew on Make It Rain. listening to the sports grid network
3: let it ride
4: you remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain
3: make it rain
4: dollar dollar bills y'all all right here we go hour two on the grid sportsgrid.com Joe and Ari Dave Martinez along for the ride. And guys, thank you very much for making us a part of your day as we get ready for a, a week 15 in the NFL bowl season is upon us. We also have our uh, top four finalists for the Heisman Trophy. We'll take a look at some of those odds here, see if there's any uh, value on the board. We do have no. some injury. Uh, no, no, it was, I was no. trying to. No, yeah, <laughs> that is not. <laughs> all right, be nice, but uh, we do have, of course, uh, injury news too in the NFL here, and uh, definitely. Some injury news of note for some competitors from uh, teams that uh, they're big losses. Uh, Seahawks lose Rashad Penny uh, with an ACL injury, really starting to come into his own there. Him and Chris Carson were, were doing a hell of a one-two punch there for the Seahawks. Uh, that's out now. Rashad Penny done with an ACL. And Lamar Jackson finally makes it to the injury report. The Ravens are calling it a quad injury. And quite honestly, for a dude that's already rushed for over 1,000 yards on the season, Uh, The fact that we have not uh, seen him uh, already on the injury report for something is amazing. They are, or at least making it appear as if it's nothing serious, but it is certainly worth monitoring because for a guy that relies so much on being mobile, when that becomes less of a option for him, like we watched with. Uh, You know, what happened with Patrick Mahomes uh, this year with that ankle and the knee and what happened when they became less mobile is they became a lot like everyone else Uh, and they weren't nearly as, you know, efficient or nearly as successful as the teams needed them to be at big moments. So it'll be interesting to see monitor what this is. I can tell you this. You got the number two rushing defense going up against the number one rushing offense. I don't know how much they're going to tempt fate by having him run the ball against the Jets. Also but Thursday I would night Yeah. Like, I would think he might turnaround. be passing a little bit more than normal. Uh because the Jets turnaround. secondary is awful. Uh but yeah. the keep an eye on yeah. that. They calling it a quad and right.
2: Yeah. We'll see. But Thursday it's night football, be... only forty eight hours away. Might they lose the battle to win the war?
4: Oh uh, and you also have a guy on the other side, uh, also known for a gate. Bounty gate. Yeah. How much you think's
2: online? They're saying. They're saying. Watch those MVP odds. Just <laughs> <They're> saying. <laughs>
4: it is Tuesday December the 10th getting ready for week 15 of the NFL season also getting ready for uh bowl season a whole bunch of bowl games getting ready just uh just about a week and a half away I believe December 20th we'll have uh we'll have our bowl action uh, cruising yep. here getting ready to go which is always fun and of course uh, we'll be waiting for The final four there, uh, the the college football's version of the final four, known as the college football playoffs, and uh, the top four teams ready to go. And the line movement continues to be extremely interesting, uh, certainly from the standpoint of the teams that will be playing each other. As will the, you know, the question has to remain here, Dane, when you look at the future odds for the champion with the four. Obviously, Oklahoma, I think, is going to be somewhere – um, what are they? Twelve to one. What are the odds for Oklahoma to win it all? Are they to win it all? Sure. To win it all.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll go from the be bottom, right? right? Sooners. Well, at least our friends on Fanduel have the Sooners at ten to one. All right. Um, so, okay. Ohio State is the third choice at two to one, and Ooh. then Clemson and LSU. Not much further. Uh, not much shorter. They're plus one eighty.
4: All right, so you've got all right, so you're almost two
2: to one there and with one LSU. All three of them, all three of the right. undefeated teams are in essence two to one, and then Oklahoma ten to one. And
4: I still say this: I still like Oklahoma's chances to, at the very least, cover cover in that game. Um, could they win it? I anything is possible. I mean, LSU obviously is is a stacked team, but the, they're not perfect. They are eighteen, nineteen, and twenty year olds after all. Right. Um, Both it is for,
2: right? in that game. Yeah. Like I've seen LSU be like against Alabama. You know, it's not like they stopped Alabama. I mean, when there's a yeah. reason, Joe, this total 75 and a half, right? 41, yeah. 31, you know, something yeah. like that.
4: Well, and, and, you know, it's interesting because you've got the ability of an Oklahoma team who can. Score with you. If you want to have a shootout, Oklahoma's like, we can have a shootout. We'll go shootout. I got no problem with that. So it is interesting there. But as far as the future goes, uh, the futures go. You're basically getting two to one with anybody outside of OU. So who do you think actually wins it all? And I got to think, I'm hoping what happens with Ohio State is that Ohio State money comes flooding in. And you can get me to Clemson out of pick'em. Uh, because mm. I'd I'd hop on Clemson. Anything from a pick 'em plus one. I, I think there's. I do think Clemson is going to be playing to defend their uh, their title here. I, I do think. How many times have Clemson? Is it three out of the last four years? What are we yes. on with Clemson now? 16, yes. 17 So three three out right. out of the they, last four. They lost out the out first the one to Bama,
2: then they won the next two, and in okay. between though there was the Georgia-Alabama. Yes. Right. It was uh, Alabama over Clemson, Clemson over Alabama, Alabama over Georgia, Clemson over Alabama, I do believe have been the last four.
4: And you've got uh, you know, Etienne and you got Trevor Lawrence, two guys that enjoy running the ball. You have an Ohio State front that isn't great against uh the rush uh and doesn't prohibit uh rushing explosive plays very well, but on the flip side, you've got a Clemson front guy that while not as many big-name upperclassmen, wow, they're going to be playing on Sunday next year kind of players like we've seen in the past. They still have a top five in sack rate, top five in uh, in rushing explosiveness. They – very hard to get a lot of things going. J.K. Dobbins there has just been absolutely amazing. And to me, the wild card is what does Chase Young do in a game like this? How does Chase Young affect – This Ohio State defense. And if you're Chase Young, yeah. I mean, am I missing some, or is he not a top-two draft pick right now, Dane? Uh, And that's what what hovers.
2: I mean... You're right. I mean, remember Jalen Smith? Remember Jalen Smith for Notre Dame? In a bowl game to Notre Dame, that was an important game to Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. right? He got banged out, and he lost money. He became a second-round pick instead of a first-round pick. Now, Chase Young, in my opinion... Yes, he, Chase Young is the first non-quarterback selected to, next there year. Go. Right? And correct. I don't know if that winds up being at two or three or whatever, okay? But the quarterback market is inflated. Chase Young will be the first non-quarterback selected, right? I believe by the New York Giants at the number three overall pick. But yes. that's besides the point. So the question is, do you play? What is there to play for? Does how much, like, I tell you what, Nick Boza answered the question last year, right?
1: Yeah, he did, For didn't
4: Ohio
2: he? Ohio State. He was like, nah, chill, mm-hmm. screw you guys, I'm going home.
4: And I do think those questions are being behind closed doors. We may not hear them now, Dane, but I know those questions are being answered. Right. They're being discussed. They are being talked. He is a huge yeah. part of that Ohio State defense. He is that leader. And what would happen if all of a sudden you heard, listen, you know, on, on the advice of my family and my... Ad-
2: does anybody think like, that's not the world we live in right now? I like, accept that or not, you know? Like, that's the Zion Williamson issue, right? Remember yes. that a few weeks, a few months ago, right? Like, oh, Zion should never play for Duke again, you mm-hmm. know? We're talking yeah. about the same thing when it related to Tua. But, like, where is the line then? You know, know. where is the line of what we as fans accept, you know? Like, I don't know, Joe, who was like a revelation freshman in college this year? Like what college freshman came out of nowhere, right? Why should that kid come back for the next three years? Why shouldn't he just play in the XFL next year? Or why shouldn't he just rest up and go to the IMG Academy for two years and work on his footwork? Because there's a payday at the end of the rainbow. Like last Mm -hmm. year, at this point last year, what could Trevor Lawrence have done to improve his draft stock? Not a damn thing. Not right. a damn thing. So what's yep. in it for Trevor Lawrence? Why? What's what? what's college for Trevor Lawrence anymore? I agree.
4: I I, so I agree 100%. 100%. What
2: about Chase Young? Yep. What about Tua? Mm-hmm. What about all these guys? What about yep. Joe Burrow? What about Joe Burrow? Yep. What happens if out there against Oklahoma, Joe Burrow tears his Achilles?
4: Yeah, that's correct. Yep, absolutely correct. And and I And it's not only... And it's because it's the national championship we're talking about in this playoff with the top four. But also keep in mind here, guys, you've got other bowl games. How many of the Alabama players are going to suit up that have already been told they're going in the first or second round of the draft? Hell, even the third round of the draft. If you are Alabama and you're looking at this Alabama-Michigan game, you already know two is not playing. How many you've got two wide receivers on that team that are going to play in the NFL next year? Yeah, so you tell me, how, who's playing for Alabama? And and you start going down the list, because if you're in the I-don't-give-a-crap bowl, what, how are you—why?
2: Like, why, that's why would why you I be say, playing? Where is the line, right? Because right. we're saying, like, we would accept that. We would understand if yeah. it was Chase Dung, if it was yep. Jerry Judy. Now, I'm going to tell you the yep. gods on the truth. I don't know all these play like bowl week, right? Okay, on, you know, on Christmas Eve, BYU is playing Hawaii. Right? right. I don't know, Joe. I honestly don't. You're telling me the best O lineman on BYU might not be a second round pick. I don't know. Right. Right? I'm with you. And right. Yeah. i not acceptable for him just because it's not as high stakes and we don't know it as much. Why Very is it not true. also a prudent decision for that man and his mm. family or whatever it is to be like, yep. you know what? If I get drafted in the third round, I might get a million dollars. No. So where's yep. the line? Joe? Where's the line? Yep. Absolutely. And uh, you're going to have to.
4: Teams are going to have to. And as handicappers, you guys got to realize that there's a number of these guys out there. There's a number of these players out there that have got the Alamo Bowl is nice. But you know what? If it's my kid. Yeah, no. Like if I know I got first round money coming that way, like I'm not risking. I love you guys. Honestly, it's been great. Uh, Damn right. Damn right. Like why? Dane is nothing worse than having to, on draft day, talk about a kid going in the sixth round be like, oh, what could have been? Oh, what could have been?
2: Jalen Smith, Jake Butt, the list goes on and on. Absolutely, yep. (sighs) <sighs> yep. And it's easy, yep. and this goes to the same thing, Joe Like when we talk about, oh, Manny Machado signs in San Diego Right, yes. shouldn't he want to play for a contender? That's us Or, you know, me and yep. Gabe had a conversation last night Because I was on some, oh, the Eagles know That with Dallas losing, that it's in front of them He's like, that's us projecting You know, that's like correct. how do we get to the mindset of these athletes Whether it's Machado signing in San Diego Because he wants to be a 26-year-old With millions of dollars in Southern California Who am I? to say that, right? I want, Agreed. if I'm an Ohio State fan, like, oh, that's why, you know, uh, Young or J.K. Dobbins or anybody needs to play because I want them to because I want to wait like my.
4: What? Yeah, who the hell are we in the scope of things, guys?
2: Yeah. And parents, you got a decision to make.
4: A lot of money on the line and not everyone's got those insurance policies that everyone keeps bringing up. Yeah. Correct. All right, welcome back in uh, to the grid. It is SportsGrid.com. I'm Joe Neri. He is Dane Martinez. Get ready to talk to our uh, very energetic friend Lorenzo Neal, former NFL fullback, currently hanging out in the game in San Francisco. There, having all sorts of uh, good times there, covering the Chargers, covering the whole Bay Area there, whether it be the Raiders, the Chargers, the 49ers. There is uh, there is nobody wired in more than he is. Well, nobody more wired uh, than uh, than Lorenzo. So we'll talk to him here. Uh, get his thoughts about uh, what we witnessed there with the 49ers over the weekend. Get his uh, thoughts as we approach week 15 of the NFL season. And, uh, again, want to remind you guys, uh, 48 hours away from the start of week 15, uh, the Jets, all right? Now's your time to back the Jets, all right? I'm just saying. If you've been bashing them all year, now's the time where the Jets As the rise
2: up. on Thursday night football? Damn yeah.
4: straight, getting okay. 15 and a half. You, you know sure. what? And I'll take a 10-point teaser. Give
2: me the 25 and
4: a half. I'm good to go sure. there. Sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Give me the 25 Joe, people and gonna a half. going to take you seriously. Don't do that, Joe. You, you lead, like, wagering university, Woo-hoo. things of that nature. People <laughs> listen to you explaining how to bet. Don't give out. I'm don't, looking don't tell for a
4: good 25-and-a-half-point te- teaser, all right, where I got to actually pay money. in order, Even if I win, I'm going to lose. But I am looking for those 25-point teasers if you know anybody who's got them. Give me the 40-and-a-half. And it's funny, our boy um, Manish there with the uh, Daily News, uh, he's just like, um, guys, the um, – uh, the Jets are going to be embarrassed here on Thursday <laughs> I, He's like, Lamar Jackson is about to embarrass the Jets. But I do think, I, I really do think that the quad injury is worth monitoring. And if I'm the rest of the league, I'm watching what's going on here at Thursday night with him. Because how how many risks does Greg Roman take with him? How many unnecessary runs? If they get out ahead, which I'm sure they will. You know, how much, what are we looking at? How much does he even play, really, at that point, Dane? How much of a lead would they need to have, you know, to your point? Do you want to win the fight? you want to win the war? Like, what are you looking to do? I think it's really good. This is a team and an organization that we've seen with Harbaugh and company that does not necessarily take their foot off the gas, nor do they care. We've seen Lamar already throughout the year from preseason on, where why is he still in the game? Uh, well, he's yeah, still in the game
2: because him. that's RG3 that's how they has gotten time.
4: RG3 yeah. has come in in the fourth quarter
2: a few times, In so, no?
4: extreme circumstances, though, though. Like, I mean, not okay. right away when you so, he's come out the second half with 35-point leads. You're like, what in the hell is he doing? You know, like RG3 comes in the fourth, but Harbaugh right. did this in, in the preseason, too, as well. Like, he's he's playing with second and third stringers. You're like, what the hell are you doing with Lamar? Oh, he needs to rep. So I think it'll be interesting in week 15 with an injury how do you guys handle him if you are up, let's say, twenty-eight to three at halftime, Dane? You know what I mean? How how much do they risk with him?
2: I don't. They think I do not think they risk much. Listen, that's why I said it. I took it from the other angle, Joe. I have seen RG three come in in the fourth quarter, and that's right. when this team wasn't eleven and two. You know when right. Lamar yeah. wasn't the MVP. Like in week three, I saw that. Right. So now I I I, I say that to mean they'll go to RG three. Okay yes. if if the if they're up you know three touchdowns in the fourth quarter right the question is Jen, just when and what are the like when we say joe um mm-hmm. You have to have a plan if you're going to bet in-game live. And we know, like, yes. if it gets to this point, we hit submit. That's the way I think Roman and Harbaugh look at it, okay? yeah, They have a plan, and it's like, I don't know what it is exactly. Call it if we're up by three touchdowns after the fourth or or something like that, you know? And what I think it is is in other regular season games where we have seen RG3, that formula is like, let's say, up by 28 10 minutes or less. I think this week that formula would change a little bit. They may have to be up less and it may be earlier in the game to just do more even to save Lamar, but ensure that they can still get a win. And listen, RG three has gotten snaps for a reason, right? So that he can come in and not defecate the mattress. So they don't have to go back to him. Remember Jared Stidham through the pick six and they have to go back to Tom Brady. You know, RG three is getting reps so that, he can finish games out.
4: It's interesting too, and this was uh, this was brought up yesterday um, a couple of times with the fact of scheduling. There could be a point here over the next week where they win, let's say tomorrow night, which in all likelihood they will. It's just a matter of how much uh, right. they're going to go ahead and beat the Jets. By the time they get to maybe next week, there is a possibility, Dan, where they've already, they can't they've already clinched home field throughout. They've already clinched. Yes, right? right, and which is. Hello. It ain't all that out of realm of possibility here, guys, even though you that um, gonna beat them? you think the
2: Bengals are going to
4: Uh Listen, the Bengals are giving everyone a big problem right now. So I'm okay. just saying anything is possible. Hell, even Lorenzo might come out of retirement at this point. Lorenzo Neal. You never know. You never know. Lorenzo Neal joining us. Lorenzo. Good morning, man. Thanks for taking the time.
3: Oh, any time for you guys. I've seen this number show up, guys, and I get all these telecoms, all these people calling from all kinds of places. Sometimes You've got to save our number, Lorenzo. Trying to tell me, Yeah, I'm like, oh, I, I the got the number. Wow. I don't know what the <laughs> heck's going on, guys. I thought you guys were trying to sell me Viagra this morning. It's too early for that, baby. I'm no, not no, way too football. early. Too early.
4: All right, let me ask you a question here, Lorenzo, because um, it's interesting. Dan and I were just talking about the college football playoff coming up. And listen, your your yeah. son at Purdue. For those of you that don't know, just announced that he is coming back for his fifth year. He's been sidelined all year, recovering from uh, an ACL, which is great. This is a kid that's got. He's going to the NFL, guys. I mean, bar none, he's going to be in the NFL. But we're talking about it, and we're going. You know, here's Chase Young at Ohio State. Where do you draw the line as a parent, Lorenzo, of a football player going? Um, there's really not worth the risk of my son going out and playing football, one other stupid game, when the draft is just around the corner. It's becoming more and more prevalent, and if it's not for the national championship, who's going to risk their son playing in the I don't give a crap ball? In order, who's going to risk that kind of money in the NFL draft just to play one final game?
3: No, you're absolutely right, and that's why I think the Coach Elton it depends on who's the men leading. You got to have a leader of men. And I think that's what a lot of colleges don't understand. If you don't have leader of men, a lot of these young men won't play for you. They won't put it on the line. Look at Coach Eldron. I got a nephew there. Grant Delpit, you guys know the young fella. He's probably going to be a top ten pick. Oh, yeah. And this guy could suck. Oh, yeah, that's Lorenzo's first cousin. So the bloodline oh, yeah. is thick. The bloodline is DNA wrong. The so, DNA is real. <laughs> the, the DNA is real, baby boy. So you look at this young man. He's going to go out there and play because – he wants, he got his eye on the prize. He understands a national title, to have that ring, to be able to be, compete for that. So, this guy's gonna go out there and put it on the line. You don't think about that. And I think now, parents and the culture, we have changed the way that people view sports. It's become so much now about where's my money? I want the money. Mm-hmm. And because the Bible says, because, I have, because you asked not, you have not. A lot of these people, they, they want these things, but they're not willing to ask and really believe it. You play football for one reason, and you love the game, and then all of a sudden it becomes about the money. So what happens? Sometimes guys, they take plays off. They get hurt. Then they got people in the head saying, hey, if you play this, you might get hurt. Jeopardize your money. And I understand it. I totally understand it. If you're in a situation where hey, you don't got any help, you're on a team, a bad team, hey, you've been injured, then, hey, then maybe take that off. But when you're in a situation Mm -hmm. that you're playing with other young men, that you're playing college games, you play And that's what I'm talking about. You play. You play because you're getting a scholarship. You play because you love the game. If you do those things and if you give it everything you got, good things are going to happen for you. Good things are going to happen for you. All
2: right, Lorenzo. Listen, I know you're all plugged into the San Francisco 49ers, and I got to ask you something as a running back, okay? Because this year, I've seen Matt Breida do work. I've seen Tevin Coleman score three, four touchdowns, and now I'm seeing Raheem Mostar just absolutely look like a stud. I want to ask you, is it truly plug-and-play there? Does it really not matter? Or— Because I hear athletes all the time saying they need to know their role, right? And so I think about things like in fantasy, like, oh, is Breida the early down back? Is Coleman the pass-catching back? Is, you know, is Mostar the goal line back? So with this offense and in this system, and you as a former running back, did it matter? Did you need to know what your role is, your personnel grouping? Or with San Francisco, does it not really matter? They can plug and
3: play anybody. What is the importance of knowing your role in this kind of committee? I think that's an awesome question because I think it's a little bit of both. I know you say, hey, give me a, be, be direct. Give me a direct answer. I think you can't. When you look at the San Francisco 49ers and you think about the way they play football, you got Breda the Cheetah. If you see the back of 2-2, it's too late. Breeder can absolutely fly. You see Molster, Hammer up, bowler up, hammer down. He's a bowler maker. He played with my son at Purdue. I like he oh, Mostert. Here's a guy that made his, made his money on special teams. I tell my son, I tell kids all the time, opportunity is never lost. It's just given to someone else. And Raheem Mostert have come in on that offense and was given the opportunity, and he's risen up. You can't just necessarily think that this is a plug and play. You look at some of the guys that this Niners team has, guys like Pettis, a second-round pick. Thought this guy was going to take off this year. Where's he at? You have to go in there when the opportunity hits you in the face. You got to answer the bell, and some guys do, and some guys don't. So we're talking about the running back position. They got another guy by the name of Wilson, who's there, who's had four touchdowns in one game, but. The situation is with the 49ers. If you're ready, if you, when Cal Shanahan calls your number and you perform, you're going to get the opportunity. And I think that's the difference because a lot of guys have given been given the opportunity in this offense, the Petters and the different guys, and they just haven't come through. So you got to make sure that when your opportunity's there, you meet it and you meet it straight, head on. And that's what Cal Shanahan will do. He will give guys the opportunity. But not just that, he puts guys in position to be successful. He understands guys that can run in between the tackle. You look at Marheen Mostert, he's physical, he runs hard. You look at Campbell, some of the guys that they have don't seem like they're running as hard, maybe be a little nicked up. He's not going to play those guys. You look at Breida. Breida's that guy that wants to get to the perimeter, the screen game, perimeter game. He's not a guy that's going to run in between the guard and the tackle. He's that outside zone type of guy. So Kyle Shanahan does an unbelievable job of getting guys into situations to be successful.
4: All right. Uh, we got a couple of minutes here quick with you, Lorenzo. How um, 30 seconds here real quick. Do you buy the Patriots story about they had no idea the guys were filming the Bengals last week?
3: Oh, guys. I used to play for the Bengals. I don't know what the Patriots are doing. They're in their desperate times, but if I buy it that they're getting a little kind of film a little bit there. I don't think they need to not playing against the Bengals, but I think something you got to, Where their smoke, they say that's fine.
4: I love it, Lorenzo Neal. San Francisco 49ers, the game. Appreciate the love, brother. Good luck to you. We'll talk soon.
2: Come on back anytime. Love you guys. We'll talk we'll again soon. The show.
4: All right, NHL fans, who wants to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? If you do, then head over to DailyRoto.com and learn from the very best daily fantasy sports players. You can get updated fantasy hockey projections for the NHL DFS. You can get line combinations, build stacks for tournaments, all in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing Daily Fantasy Hockey without using Daily Roto, you're doing it wrong. So let's stop doing that. Just enter the promo code ACTION. Get yourself a 10% discount. That promo, again, ACTION, will get you a 10% discount. And keep in mind that DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made. And welcome in here to Make It Rain on the Grid. It is SportsGrid.com. Invite you guys, of course, to follow us. On YouTube, Sports Grid Network, once we're up and running again. Uh, also on Instagram at Sports Grid uh, TV. And those of you joining us uh, via Pluto TV, Channel yeah, 5 Pluto, Catch
2: us on Zoom. Get over know.
4: there. Get over there, Pluto. Come on, Plenty Pluto. Away. Pluto TV, Plenty welcome away. in. Uh, good to see you. So we did uh, want to thank uh, Lorenzo. Always a pleasure when we got uh, some time to talk with him. Yeah, his, his yeah. son is, in fact,. A, uh, a number one draft pick, plays with Purdue. He's been out for a year. ACL, he tore it, and ironically, there in the last game last year uh, for Purdue with Jeff Brom and company there. Uh, Rehab all trail. this
3: year, so.
4: stepped out, did have a year of eligibility. He is absolutely forecasted to be a number one draft pick. He is a beast of a defensive lineman there. And um, he's coming back. He announced uh, yesterday, in fact, or a couple days ago, that he is coming back for his fifth year to play at Purdue. So uh, it's interesting because, you know, Lorenzo's not only a football player, he's also a father. And sometimes those lines, um, it, it's tough to delineate between those two, Dane. You know, yes, the football player and you says, you play, you play, you play, but the dad in you goes... Um, yeah, no, you don't play. It's not worth risking it. So it was interesting to dad get his was
2: uh, a football player. Yeah, knows exactly. Knows that it's, it's a very business. hard.
4: Knows yes, that it's a business. Absolutely. And I, you know, obviously Lorenzo and company. I'm sure it doesn't sound like they're, uh, you know, he made a lot of money playing in his yeah. days, 15 years in the NFL. So, but he understood also the fact that some of these kids, they don't necessarily come from, you know, great absolutely. backgrounds, wealthy backgrounds, absolutely. and that's a lot of money. So Everyone's it's going to keep infiltrating the game more and more and we're going to start to see more and more of these kids just opt not to do it and it's very hard to hold that against them but like you said you only get one shot at a ring if you are in the national championship game if you are in that top four kind of what you've been playing for the whole time so it's uh it is a tough it is About a tough road to
2: um uh you know belk bowl though
4: I, I'm with you. It makes zero sense. if you, To me, My absolutely not. Like, you're not playing in the, oh, look, it's the Texas Alamo. But, yeah, nobody cares. Like, nobody's watching it on the 23rd. Nobody cares. So let's, uh, let's not, especially if you're looking at a first-round pick here. Hell no. Uh, but in the NFL, you did talk about the uh, 49ers, who now uh, have the number one seed here, Dane. And, uh, you know, some of these updated – Odds, if you will, with some of these not only uh, divisional champions, but also, you know, playoffs and so on and so forth. You've got and I'm wondering with them winning last night, the Eagles, uh, is it pretty much a pick them? Are we talking about as far as the uh, the future of winning uh, of winning the NFC East? Are they pretty even at this point? Because Dallas was a little more expensive than what Philadelphia was going into that game last night. Are they pretty
2: much pick them now at FanDuel? Uh, it's gotten closer, but it's not pick 'em. All right, it's Dallas not. minus one thirty, Philly plus one ten.
4: So you're still getting plus money with Philly there in um in yep. for winning that. And really, it's it's basically who's going to make the playoffs and who's not going to make the playoffs there. Whoever yeah. wins that. And as far as the uh, as far as San Francisco goes, are they still the favorite the division to win or the
2: conference? The conference or the division? Division. So first. the NFC West, yes, they're a bigger favorite. And that's interesting, right? They're a bigger yeah. favorite than than Dallas is vis-a-vis really? Seattle. You know, so yeah, for the NFC West, just the division. Niners are minus one ninety, and the Seahawks are plus one sixty. All right. Yeah. And uh you know, Seattle's yeah, in the West. Correct? Yeah, an overtime on yeah, Monday night football. That's right.
4: Yeah. Hmm. So hmm.
2: And, and here's hmm. where so here's what you I would say then, Joe, right? The books clearly favor, like, they like, they rate San Francisco better than Seattle, right? So, let's take it, let's look at this. Minus 190 San Francisco, but plus Mm -hmm. 160 for Seattle, okay? I look at the NFC Conference, and Seattle's 6-1. to So, Joe, if, like, if Seattle wins the division... They're okay. likely the one seed. And if they're the one seed, there's no reason. They're the, they're the fourth choice in the NFC, Joe. The Packers are ahead of them. Okay. Well,
4: I don't know. I think New Orleans would take the number one seed, wouldn't they? New Orleans well, I know, would I'm still just be. I'm saying
2: the in betting. The Packers, the Seahawks oh, are the betting, fourth yes, choice yes, betting. Gotcha. Yes. So what I'm saying is if you believe, and I do, I believe they're live to still win the division. If mm-hmm. they won the division, and if you yeah. believe that they still can win the division, then Seattle at six to one in the conference. I think would represent value if you think Seattle is gonna, you know, win the NFC West.
4: And they have a shot. I, I they do. They absolutely have they a shot here. They with, have the tiebreaker uh, against San Francisco. Yeah. And that's so you're looking at Dallas at four. So hypothetically, let's say it finishes out. Let's say San Francisco does win the division right
2: fine you're talking so, about seattle going to dallas or philly on wild card weekend that's and basically I've been telling it for right weeks that i would take it's the gonna, five seed in the nfc right. against the nfc champion yes so i would take seattle so, yeah. at philly or at dallas
4: yes it's going to be either way and that means the vikings in all likelihood would take on let's say the 49ers in san francisco no, the vikings that
2: would take on no the vikings would take on like green bay that would be the three six
4: Unless Green, well, see, because I think Green Bay is going to win out. I, I really do. I think Green Bay is right. going to win out, and Green Bay is going to be the number. I think the Saints are going to be one. Green Bay is going to be two, and oh, then I think, think the West
2: th- champion will be because I third think Seattle
4: seed. and San Francisco are going to beat. I think those. I think they're going to be three. I think Seattle is going to be five. I think Seattle will get the first one. I think uh, Minnesota gets the sixth seed. So you I think, think Minnesota Bay, and
2: S- San Francisco.
4: Yes, I do. I Green Bay schedule is ridiculous. Um, they huh. they they should have no problem sweeping. And San Francisco, the the 49ers schedule is tough. They got it. First of all, they got to beat Seattle again, yeah, right? Seattle, right? I yeah. think they have a game with the Rams still left. Maybe. Yes. Also, exactly. I don't think. Uh, and the Rams that's, are looking uh, better. They're tough. I mean, that's a tough schedule. It's a tough sledding ahead. If they do slip a little bit, not to mention, don't forget, they just lost Richburg. They lost their center. Um, they've lost Richard Sherman now for at least two to three weeks. But they do have a uh, they game stand on them. They're yeah, up a full they, game on Green Bay with three to play. Yeah, but Green Bay is going to sweep. I, I really, I don't see anybody standing in a way. Like Chicago's not beating Green Bay. Right, Green Bay. but but San Francisco
2: beat Green Bay heads up though, Joe. Right, but what? How many losses do they have? They're a game up, ten and two versus nine. Uh, excuse me, eleven and two versus ten and three. Okay, 10 and three. But it's more than a game because San Francisco also owns the tiebreaker. They beat Green Bay thirty-seven to eight.
4: Okay. Um, so
2: let's say, so San so Francisco really plays two this week. With three to play.
4: Right. And there's nothing saying they're going to sweep three games here. Suppose they lose so two out of win. three.
2: They got, well, let's let's suppose they so lose to they Seattle. They still win. They still ahead, Joe, even in that scenario. Look, let's say, just like you said, let's say San Fran goes one and two. Okay. Right. Let's say they go one and two. They mm-hmm. finish then at 10 and, excuse me, that would finish them at 12 and four. Okay? Right. Green Bay is 10 and 3 right now and they sweep if they swept yes they have to all i'm saying is that they have to make up two games joe right. on san fran in three games left they got to make up two yeah. with three to play to hop yeah, over san fran yeah i
4: think the schedule is close i think green bay is easy going to win out on the year i think they win out think on think the san year and san
2: fran will lose two of their last three
4: i'm worried with these injuries d ford out your Sherman out. Right. You lost your center. It's starting to mount up there. And that game took a lot out of them. It's a, you know, whoever San Francisco is playing who this week? Cause that's a very Atlanta. interesting game. That's a home. T- guys. That took a lot out of them beating, um, you know, beating the saints at home in that game. That was a war. And they're, they're feeling the effects of it too. I don't expect them to come out and be as sharp. Atlanta, nothing to lose at this point. Atlanta's finally healthy
2: of all. Did you see Devontae Freeman running the damn
4: ball? That yeah, way the hell's
2: that Got sent to IR, so they're not completely healthy. But <laughs> you it, know, but they, you I'm know, just saying, if it was one game, that's fine. But They to have a the tiebreaker also. So it's two games, it's not one. That's, yes, yeah. It just but, makes but it a, a Green
4: hard. Bay schedule to me is just. You know, hand them the division and uh, and they're going to be right up there one way or the other. I still don't know what to make of Green Bay, because I I don't know that I fully buy the offense, although I do buy Aaron Rodgers in this spot. I mean, how do you argue with 10 wins? The defense is certainly good enough. And this time of year is when Aaron Rodgers and a Green Bay Packers team thrives in December. This is when they're at their best because the elements around them, they can get the job done. It's always been defense with them. They seem to have yeah. that. They're only giving up 20 points a game. Ah. Uh, how do you I bet see, against Green Bay?
2: I see it slightly differently, Joe. I mean, I think that Green Bay will win the division. I do, but I don't think it's a cakewalk like you say. It's their versus Chicago. Mm-hmm. Then then the real one though. Joe, week 16 at Minnesota. Like right. And Minnesota, like to Minnesota, they win that game, they win the division. You know, I just don't I, I don't think that it's as much of a cakewalk as you say for Green Bay. And I think that because they'd have to make up two on San Fran instead of one, I, I, you know, I, I I would lean towards San Fran getting a bye over Green Bay, but if you think Green Bay is getting hot at the right time and you think San Fran is, you know, getting punched and punched repeatedly and eventually there's wear and tear there, I I buy it. I just personally would not. I would I would cap. I would bet it differently.
4: Who I is week 17 against Green Bay?
2: It's Detroit. In They got division, Green Bay. They got division the rest of the way. Division. Chicago, Minnesota, Detroit.
4: And it's all and two of them are home. I believe two are in Lambeau. Yeah. One is the in road, Minnesota, one,
2: right? The, road, one is the Minnesota one, though.
4: So it's interesting because probably all three of those, unless they beat Minnesota, right? If they if they win this week, they beat Chicago, they beat Minnesota next week, then really week seventeen means UMGATS, correct? Outside of seeding for the uh, for the playoffs.
2: Outside of seeding, yes. Yeah, they would, if yeah. They they they'll Minnesota, win, right? If they beat Minnesota in week sixteen, they, they would have the NFC North North, up. right. but. Right. There's a big difference between two and three. Absolutely, guys, Absolutely. you know what I mean. And so Detroit I think coming like to
4: Lambeau. Like, right? And I, Detroit coming to Lambeau, so de- yeah, the, yeah. Listen, they they can get by Minnesota, and then it comes down to Kirk Cousins versus uh, versus Aaron Rodgers, and who can make more, more plays.
3: Likely,
2: what's more likely, Joe, is that in Week 17, Seattle, San Fran, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and Green Bay will all Have some path to two, three, five, and six. It's likely that a lot of that will still be left to be decided.
4: Dallas is Dallas or let's say Philadelphia locked into four.
2: four, And I believe, you know, New Orleans will be one or two.
4: Two, right. At least one or two.
2: New Orleans will be one or two, in my opinion. Dallas or Philly will be four. San Francisco's
4: game is 16, week 16, or week 17 against Seattle.
2: Say that again.
4: Week 17, is that the game against Seattle for San Francisco, or is it week 16?
2: I think, I think it is week 17. I think, I think, it's think a it fi- is. Week- and how much is that game going to be? Worth? Holy crap. That's what I'm saying. So, both yeah. They're yeah. all going to have two to three for which division mm-hmm. winner is better, and both yeah. of those divisions may have the division itself on the line, which could be two to six, three to four, five, two to five. Right. You know, all yep. four of those teams – like, they don't have any margin of error.
4: So the difference is getting the buy the first week or having to actually, in all likelihood, either go on the road, like if you're Minnesota. If you don't win a division, Minnesota, you're going on the road to play either the 49ers or Green Bay. Yep. It could be
2: Vikings-Packers regardless on wild card.
4: It could be five and six, right. It, yep. I don't think there's any way Green Bay and Minnesota can play in the wild card. Could they play back-to-back? Yeah they man that would be total chaos. Could you imagine Seattle, San Francisco, and Minnesota Green Bay for the wild card? Holy crap.
5: Chaos! Chaos! Go Bears! Did you miss
2: me? Here's what you missed on Make It Rain. Even though Philadelphia won, do you believe this team can win what they need to against Dallas or the rest of the year with this personnel moving forward the rest of the year? They lose Lane Johnson as well. This is one banged up team, Joe. And, you know, I talk about how volume throwing is never good for the quarterback. They really have no other option. They need guys like Jordan Howard and Alshon Jeffrey and even Nelson Aguilar back if they want to make this run past, say, Eli Manning in his swan song in the two and 11 Giants.
4: Yeah, it's somebody's got to win. Unfortunately, the NFC East, somebody is going to win it. Whether if I if you want to, to me, it's flip a coin. Who do you trust more? You trust Jason Garrett and the Dallas Cowboys to win a big game? Or do you trust Doug Peterson and this Philadelphia squad who, say what you want they look like they wanted to be anywhere but playing football in the first half of that game yesterday True. it was laughable so whatever Doug Peterson whatever buttons he pushed in that second half and give credit to excuse me Jim
2: did Schwartz they put, did they push buttons or did Eli just regress to normal Eli
4: well they still had to make I mean the bottom line is you put yourself in a 17 to 3 hole and you weren't completing any you weren't moving the ball at all But Jim Schwartz, give him credit. They shifted up a a, a terrible secondary and everything that Eli did well in the first half, he made sure to take it away and they had no answers uh, in the second half. So you made the adjustments in order to give your team a shot. And again, Carson Wentz in the fourth quarter, you got to make plays, big boy. You you, you can't rely. You got to be able to get the ball into the hands of your playmakers. Zach Ertz. Thank God for tight ends because they had nobody else to you know, they're lining up guys on sure. the outside that are like, I never played this position before a uh, so
2: tight end. This guy Perkins was
4: like a key contributor. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Yeah, they they key contributor. Threw, they threw the playbook out now like, all right, just run a curl. Do me a favor. No. Just run a six yard curl. Seriously. You could actually see Carson Wentz in the huddle going just like this. Like you just drawing just it in the dirt, way. you know, like turn, run to the garbage can and
2: turn around. It was crazy. It really was. What <laughs> a
4: <laughs> You kind of knew in the fourth when they scored the uh, the tying touchdown there, wide open arts. They got yeah. the ball in overtime. They didn't want anything to do with continuing to play that game. So,
2: good for you. Giants, cover Philly wins. Joe, you say nobody cared? Remember I had a fantasy matchup? Fantasy. Remember I had a yes, fantasy matchup yes. that was real close? Let's yes. put it
3: this way. I was down by 3 points going into over